This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this episode of Inside Supercars, we speak to the winning engineer of the Bathurst 1000, Andrew Edwards. It's never over until that until that last stint, and you know where you are, everyone's on the same tyres and fuel to go home. That's, that's the last moment you're like, okay, this is this is where we're at. No, no, no questions asked. We're going home. AE on Inside Supercars. And it starts now. Welcome to Inside Supercars. Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel, and it's post Bathurst 2023. And a gentleman we've already spoken to on a number of occasions after great successes, Andrew Edwards, welcome back to Inside Supercars. Thanks for having me. It, it's an extraordinary thing, Andrew, that you've uh, uh, you decamped from uh, your considerable time at Brad Jones, where obviously you were tuning up all your programs and getting everything ready, and now you've had twin championship wins and twin Bathurst wins with uh, Shane Van Gisbergen and a separate co-driver on each occasion, but uh, an extraordinary race win because not quite came at the slowest possible speed, but um, while it was a fast race, you had a car that wasn't appearing to be the fastest there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, we've obviously the last the last couple of years have had um we've had a pretty good run, which is <laughs> um has been good. I mean, a team like Triple Eight is it's an amazing team to work with. So I've been very grateful grateful there to um to be part of that um. And then in, in terms of the in terms of the race car, I guess we had at Bathurst. Yeah, I mean going into the race, we we weren't sure. I mean we we had we had pretty good confidence. You know that that ninety nine car was is so quick. Um, you just don't know. But I think that the conditions of the day really suited our car. You know, the, I think the hot sunny day really really um, really suited the strengths of the of the setup that we had. It became evident sort of quite early in the week, certainly by Saturday, that your your job was tuning a car to be a great race car. Shane talked about it several times and, and Richie did as well on camera. That obviously was a strategy that paid off for you. Yeah, I mean yeah, we, we did go there. We spoke about it a bit before we before we left that um we wanted to focus on it more than ever. I mean, at Bathurst, there's so much practice. You get time to do a bit of both, to be honest. You know what I mean? It's You don't have to sacrifice so much. But, you know, we really made a point of, um, uh, even with new tyres, when we ran them on on the first day, we didn't even push. We still had heavy tanks. We had everything was about trying to make sure the race car was good. And, and Shane and... And Richie would both try and drive it at race pace. So, um, and that was all about trying to, you know, build this picture about what what it needed when you push at that level. Because, you know, the race pace these days is is a little bit off off that ragging quality type lap. And so, um, what does the car do in that moment? You know, what does it do with heavy tanks? And and 
Um, we wanted to find that out early. We did a lot of operational stuff early in the weekend, and um, that set a good foundation for I think for for later on in in, in the week. Um, obviously, that was it was difficult because um, sometimes when you don't push, you're not sure where you are pace wise in terms of relative to, to everybody else, you know. Um, and I also think you know the quality qualifying was was difficult because uh, I think we really hurt in our in our ultimate pace you know you could see that you could see on um during the qualifying you know we we kind of just made it in you know what i mean just because it's just not being focused on it enough effectively to to do well but but yeah all in all i think the race car turned out to be okay it must have been surreal as all your years of being around supercars and particularly at the mountain to be able to make a radio call when your driver was so concerned about the car to say you can back it off two seconds a lap, you'll still win this. Yeah, certainly, uh, you know, it was a nice position to be in. Um, you know, I guess the safety car and, um, you know, set us up for a different strategy a little bit between us and, and the 99. So, um you know, and that was in our favour. Um, so uh, we we just had to play it smart. So the whole back end of the race was all about, uh, you know, trying to, to to keep keep the lead, keep keep enough fuel in it for fuel in hand, uh, looking after the tyres, and then yeah, when it all washed out at the end, we popped out, you know, twenty five seconds or something ahead, and and from there, uh, you know, it sounds easy. <laughs> it sounds easy, but there's still so many things that can go wrong, you know, and. And if you listen to the radio in the last couple of stints, you know, between brakes and racks and, you know, running over lumps of rubber and all sorts of stuff, you know, we had I lost about nine lives. So it was it was a pretty scary time. But but yeah, it, it, it's nice to, to be able to say, you know, we've got a big buffer, we, we can use it up. So there's no there's no there's no stress there. And um yeah, he managed he managed all those problems well, you know what I mean? Because we had, a lot, we had a lot going on. And one of the things that also fascinated me about your garage was the fact that Craig and Deck, uh, and uh, Zane have a problem with the, with the shifter and it turned out to be the shift tower. Unfortunately, Brock and, and Jamie have a problem yep. on the track. You get it in shift tower again. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Did you actually tell Shane or or did you yep. say to him, look, the towers on the other two cars are broken, just be careful, or Shane doesn't need sort of those sorts of things he knows and he un- understands it well enough? Yeah, I mean, initially I initially I wasn't going to tell him, but, um, you know, Jamie Jamie's advice was let him know because he, he could do something about it, which, you know, he was dead right in the end, so... Um, you let him know, and he he just softened up the way that he he used the gear tower, which um you know obviously helped a lot because you know two out of our three cars it happened to, so there's there's no reason why it wasn't going to happen to the third because the other ones happened pretty close to each other. You know what I mean? So, lifing wise, they're all done similar things. So so you can expect it almost to happen to to the to the third one. So. So yeah, that that advice was good from Jamie and Shane did drive differently from there with the lever uh, for the rest of the race. So I, I think that was pretty helpful. I thought I heard 
that you actually found it was cracked or had a crack in it when you looked at it after the race. Is that correct yeah. or incorrect? No, that's correct. It, it looks like it, it's on its way to do the same thing as the others. So I think the way you managed it there, um, you know, we're seconds from disaster again. We've seen 1,500 kilometres in the last two races and the cars have been quite durable. Where Where's your confidence level now on the car and what we can expect over the course of a, a season? Are you, is everyone still waiting for that big crash to to find out about its crashability, or is everyone fairly comfortable now, particularly on the Camaro side? Oh, look, I, th- I think I think we're still comfortable. I mean, in terms of we've done enough Ks in them, and we we do know enough about them now, like the, the shifter tower thing. Okay, um, there's the, these are all these are all issues that that we can fix and make more bulletproof. Um, so I think you know Gen three is still a work in progress to some degree, but but wholly wholly I think you know we 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 know a lot about it now. Um, obviously on the steering rack side, we're, there's still a lot of work to go on there, and the, the category is the category is, is 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 knowledge finding and and trying to work out a program to to go forward that with with different options. But um, that that's still on the radar for development. Um, the the rest of the car is 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 um it's pretty good at the moment i'd say and and there'll always be little little bits as we crash them and and as things break we'll always be as a category working together making new designs they go on the car you know and, and we all run in a safer and more durable spot so but, uh wholly i think you know we've done a lot of k's on them already with you know everyone's had the same chassis pretty much all year um uh, and got a lot of k's on them now so i think we're in a good spot for knowledge and confidence, I think. Andrew, it seemed that Shane gave off a, a, a list of uh, problems last his last stint or the last couple of stints, in the brakes, the steering. Uh, there were a number of things that obviously he was in himself. Does that sort of focus his mind? I mean, you've now spent two seasons with him and they've been remarkable uh, seasons in great success, but... He's been challenged many times. So, it, does that sort of aid Shane in his fight to uh, get to the end? Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure they're the kind of aids that we that we'd like. To be fair, but um, maybe I, I. I don't know. Look, I think you know. I don't think so. Um, I mean, that type of race is probably difficult for him. You know, I guess he likes. A closer fight in that that'll that'll keep him focused because it is it is difficult when you're out the front you still got 50 to go you know you, you're just setting the pace you know so really for the last I think it's the last 50 laps or something um, he was like every lap I want to know what the what my competitors are doing basically and and so he was just trying to set that pace and give him some focus so okay yep we did have all these other little issues come up and and maybe they were distractions but um, negative distractions i think more than than what he would normally obviously like which is um a, a challenge to push for you know um that, that's that's the kind of race that he is he likes he likes the fight and and the challenge um and the way he manages tires and the way that he he calculates his risks and manages things i think is 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 incredible so yeah i love working with with the person that can can do that and it's been it's been really good 
you had a different co-driver for your second Bathurst Challenge. Garth, of course, is, you know, obviously a five times winner already of the of the great race. Richie brought something different to the platform. And interestingly, you know, Shane has now come out and said he would have loved Richie to have got that job, the one that Will Brown will be in. But yep. uh, Richie obviously was coming from a different area that uh, you weren't possibly used to. Yeah, like it was. It was interesting for me, I guess, to have an, have, have another co-driver. I mean, Garth is incredible. Um, you, you know, he, he did such a good job when he was with us. Um, and and to be honest, Richie was Richie was equally equally good. You know what I mean? He he his attitude was amazing. You know, even when things were tough or challenging for us in in the garage, trying to work through issues, um, he read the car. He gave his opinion. Um, you know, we probably did find the balance that the two needed was a little bit had a had a bit of a delta more than probably what I thought um, at Zandown. So you know, we kind of learnt that and and we could factor that in a bit for the for the for Bathurst. But um, I think his read on the car is is very good and and we saw at Sandown the way he he managed the tire, you know, um, was was excellent and so. You know that that co-driver job is a challenging one. You know what I mean. Um, we we want you to go as fast as you can, not lose any positions, and not crash it. You know, it's it's a big ask. So uh, he was faultless and and so easy to work with. Which you, you, you know, in such a in such a big pressure week like Bathurst, it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference if you got support from from your drivers to try and you know continue to make things better because it's just it's a tough slog. Um, now we were, we never really gave him the chance probably to show at Bathurst what he could do pace wise. We were doing race runs and things like that, but he, you know, he accepted that and and um, and um, did the job at task, which is you know which is all we can ask for. So yeah, it was excellent working with him, and it's going to be difficult to to race him next year. You know what I mean? Another another really good guy on the grid to to try and beat. So he'll be strong at Groves, I think. Well, exactly, and uh, the great thing is that he's going to a place where people such as uh, uh, David Couchy and and Grant McPherson know well the Triple Eight system and know well as yeah. to you know they've got a driver now who's who's all tuned up and ready for a, a yeah. new season. So that's going to be uh, great for the series, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's difficult because you know I'm sure. Richie, you know, learned some things the way we operate, um, and he'll he'll fit right in there with with people that you know, obviously know the Triple Eight way in their culture and um, at, at Groves already. So um, and you know, and they're building they're building stronger and stronger. And then um, yeah, I expect him to be a threat next year. But you know, we all love challenges and we like to race. So yeah, we welcome that. Maybe we could just deal with this uh, gear tower. Uh, gear shift tower um, situation. Quite obviously, with having had two of the three cars fail with it, it's got to be you know a mechanism that you know clearly needs some more work. There's been quite a bit of work done through the year. I mean, I think the first race one was uh, Tim Slade in Perth when they had a failure there in the Premier car. Can you give us an inkling as to what it is that's actually causing a situation? Um, well, the, the shift tower. Is a kind of a fabricated part, so with with some welding. Um, I mean, there's been a couple of updates, I think, since Tim's since Tim's failure, and um, and maybe I think we're still on revision revision one of that. But um, so you know, there's probably some things we could we need to look at there. Um, but 
yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll review better when we get home um, what what the issue is and how to make it more bulletproof. I think that that's that's where we're at. You know what I mean? So, um, you know what happened this weekend? It's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate what's happened. But you know, now that we know the more about the life of it, um, we can and the failure modes, we can now go and make it stronger. I mean, that's kind of the core of it. Um, and and I'm sure that'll be a, the highest priority thing when we get back to work. Is the tower not a control component? So Triple Eight doesn't supply them to every team. It's it's something that each team builds. No, it's a it's a it's a control component. Um, but there was a couple different options. I think you know there, there's a couple different options out there where teams have done a few little different things. Everything's obviously has to be approved by supercars. Um, but uh, I'm not exactly sure all the lifing on ours. I think you know you know we could have we could have done some things there but we, we didn't know you know what i mean we didn't know that it was the problem that was until too late you know what i mean so um we thought we were we, we didn't realize that was going to be a vulnerable spot so um because we thought it was under control so but um you know with the knowledge we have now and seeing the failures you know we'll, i'm sure there'll be a new revision that that tries to make it a more um longer life part you know what i mean we don't want to have to keep lifing that part every six months um, you, you, we want something that's that's uh, more bulletproof, so we'll work toward that. A classic unknown, unknown in the Jahari mm. window. Yeah, it's it's difficult. So you know, everything in hindsight looks looks. You know, I'm sure there's things we could do better, but you know, we made all these decisions at the time with the best knowledge we had. So um, we have some new information now, and we'll we'll um, try and do it better in the future. The Gen 3 car has a few less tools in the toolbox for the driver to play around with. Mm. With the differences between Shane and Richie, did that mean when you're in a stop, there were some things that the team was doing to change the car or basically Richie had just had to drive whatever Shane was happy with? No, obviously, I mean, the core setup, the core setup, you know, Yes, you have to favour a little bit more what the the main driver wants, um, but um, essentially all you've got is you know you can play with roll bars and ride heights and things like that and stop. That that that's your toolbox in the race. And look, in the end, in the end, we didn't we didn't touch the car all race um, because I think the conditions stayed pretty pretty constant. Um, they all thought the car had understeer at the start of the stint, but then you know. By mid and end, it had neutralised. So I think we had a pretty good, we had a good compromise there on the balance because it changes so much with the big tank. So you know you can be good at well balanced at the start of the stint and be too tally at the end, or you could be too much understeer at the start and and be neutral at the end. So you know you kind of had to pick that window. And I don't think we saw that big, you know, clouding of the clouding of the track and the sun going down and the the grip level really ramping up at the end of the race like we normally do you know what i mean it, it was it was pretty hot and sunny most of the day so um it was it was pretty constant i, I should say more more than i've seen normally um so so yeah we, we had the conversation certainly a couple of times to change it but in the end they both drove the same car and they both said the same thing on how the balance trended over the stint and um um yeah we thought we might have to change it a bit for shame, we, we kind of we went back and forth. We discussed it, but in the end, they they drove the same car and they they had the same comments on the day. You mentioned about the the conditions 
sort of suiting the tyre in, in a way through the day. But what was your takeaway from the soft tyre? And was the marbling, pick up a side, was the marbling detrimental to the race at all? Um, yeah, I think I think it has to be to some degree because um, you only have a very limited uh, track width. You know what I mean? You could see those shots across the top of the mountain where where it's um, there's just one line, um, which you know, to some places there is anyway, right? But but yeah, it's possible that that uh, some of that might have taken away some of the the areas you could have passed. That I'm not I'm not exactly sure, but. It can't help anyway, you know what I mean? Um, being so slippery offline effectively. Um, I don't know. I think there, there was some more degradation there. Like you did have to manage the tyres much, much more than, than you used to. So, um, And like the safety cars probably just didn't fall the way that might show that to be a good race. You know, there wasn't really that, that point where you could have stayed out or fit a new or run along into a stint, you know, that everyone had converged on a very similar strategy. So. We probably didn't get to see how that would play out, you know, which is the good thing with the, the soft tyres. When, when it degrades, you can have different strategies and different ways you can try and pass people. But um, So it still might be a, a good thing to keep. It's just we never kind of saw that play out to a large degree. How many post-lap one, 140 safety car scenarios did you actually have either uh, in your head or written down? Yeah, it's, it's challenging now because it used to be, you know, with this tank size um, and fuel flow rate, it's very challenging now to race as a two-car team. I mean, the, the, the queuing risk is so humongous um, and uh, it's, it's just very hard. You can be sunk at any moment if you're, the, if you're the second car on track, even if you're, you know, one second behind. That's the worst thing that can, can be, so... It puts a big different complexion on how you how you do the race, and also the big tank is almost it's almost bigger than what you ever want to do on the tire. So it's a very different way you look at it. it used to be about it used to be about tank size windows, you know what I mean, from home, and now it's much more about tire tire windows. So um, it's it's very challenging, um, and 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 it puts a different a different perspective on how you have to you have to try and do the race. So I guess now we've all done it once. We we, we understand a little bit more, but, um, you know, with a couple more fuel races to go, uh, I can see that all these different, these trends are, are going to change on how we used to do these races. A second Bathurst for you. Was the, the celebration bigger for the team this year than last year? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think this year, this year, um, was harder, you know what I mean? This year, definitely, you know, we've had a much more challenging year. So I, I know, I think certainly, in a way, felt felt um, like we earned it more in a way. You know, um, last year, last year definitely was an easier an easier race. Um, and so, you know, and, and a year in general, I'd say, you know what I mean, in terms of not easier from the amount of work we did, but you know, uh, you know, we're just in a good spot. You know, we just had everything dialed in and could execute this year um this year we've had we've faced a few more challenges um so yeah for me it was it was a little bit more emotional to try to win this one because it's been such a fight um and then and then you know with all these little things that popped up over the day you know those those, those last few stints were 
felt pretty stressful, you know what I mean? Like just almost waiting for something to happen. So, um, no, it's, it was, it's good. Everyone comes out to dinner and we all, we all kind of have a little bit of celebration and um, it's good to do that with a team and looking forward to kind of celebrating with all the, the people back at the shop as well who do a lot of hard work but don't get to be there in the moment. Mm. It's interesting getting your perspective on this because I know I was in contact with other colleagues in the media throughout the uh, particularly the last stages and I did happen to uh, put to them this is feeling like a Brock nine lap win the way Shane was dominating the end of the race which obviously is not the way you were feeling. Yeah no I mean you just don't know you know one safety car comes out and and you have to make a hard decision you can lose it you know and that's the that's that's the hard thing with with particularly the way the tank size is you know if if a safety car comes out and um, it's not in in the window that we have to make a, a hard decision in, you know, you might take the fuel in hand, you might not. You, you could make the wrong decision there and 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 lose it. So it's never over until that to that last stint, and you know where you are. Everyone's on the same tyres and fuel to go home. That's that's the last moment you're like, okay, this is this is where we're at. No 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 questions asked. We're going home. But. Um, yeah, you know, a late safety car. Maybe there's some people that can put tyres on. You know, there's there's still a lot of hard decisions to go right up into the end. So, um, yeah, you, you obviously you need a little bit of luck to go your way, and um, and fortunately we we got there. So, yeah. so four races left. Mm. Bathurst all week. It was looking like uh, the 99 was the car to beat, but you beat it. So the 99 cars leading the championship. Is that in reach for you guys? Uh, I think it's. Look, I think it's a big challenge, isn't it? You know, if he finishes second to us or a few spots off us every race, you know, I think mathematically it's pretty difficult to beat him. He almost has to have an issue for us to to win. But hey, while it's still mathematically possible, anything can happen. And and really, we felt like that the whole the whole way this year. You know what I mean? We just we haven't really panic too much about the championship and, and worried about the points. We just have to try and just focus on executing what we do and, and all the things in our control and try and fix that. But, um, yeah, look, we're coming to a couple of tracks where anything can happen. They're dangerous tracks in terms of DNFs and crashes, you know, hard on the car, um, difficult strategies. So um, it's going to be a nail-biter to the end, I think, and, and anything can happen. But they're in a good spot. They've been so consistent, uh, faultless. They've been tough competitors. So, uh, you know, not under any illusion that that's going to be easy from here. But we're, we're up for the fight and um, we're looking forward to it. Andrew, thank you so much for uh, sharing so much of your background to it all. An extraordinary thing. And you talk about decisions and, and how the race has changed that much. But the interesting thing, of course, is you looking back on your decision to move from Albury. I know that your your wife and children all probably uh, enjoy enormously the sunshine of the uh, the coast. Um, <laughs> yep. But uh, congratulations, uh, you know, because to have two championships, two Bathurst wins, and to have done it under the circumstances, because obviously Shane's been a challenge at times this year. He at times has not only challenged the media as such, but uh, challenged the, the series in itself. And, you know, that time that's so different for you this year, going to Chicago, playing a role there. Congratulations, Andrew, because it's a, a great achievement. And one, of course, that 
you must be uh, so proud to play your part. Triple eight and now 10 championships, 10 Bathurst wins rather um, in that period uh, is an extraordinary achievement for that team. Uh, thanks very much. No, it, it's been it's been a wild journey. You know what I mean. The last the last couple of years and the experiences that I've been able to have since um, you know Triple Eight, you know, let me join their team, and um, and yeah, I've, I've enjoyed playing a role, playing a, a small part in in their success. Um, I'm, I'm working with the people I work with, and um, yeah, it's 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 been a, it's it's a real. You know, it's been a journey. It's certainly been a journey, um, and hopefully, we can finish this this little chapter with Shane on a on a high. It's still it's still possible. And um, before we go overseas, it's been it's been a really good challenge. All right. Well, Andrew Edwards, thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to seeing you in Adelaide. I won't get to the coast, but uh, yep. it's been uh, an amazing to sit back and see you and see the way in which you've evolved in this new role in Triple Eight team. Thank you again and congratulations. Well deserved, well well done and uh, obviously an enormous achievement for, for you and your team. Thanks very much, yeah, thanks for the interest. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device, search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.